Good Friday morning, guys. My name is Jerry Miller, and welcome to Real Talk with Keith Smith. Thank you kindly for joining us. A pleasure to connect with you guys through the I Love Seville Network on a show presented today by Yes Realty Partners. Say it loud and say it proud. Yes Realty Partners, a team you can count on to get you through the buying and selling of your home. So much to cover on today's program, guys. On Fridays, we have fun. We have fun, frankly, pretty much every day. Um, any some, day that ends with day. Any day that, <laughs> any day that ends with or is day. That, is, that the, is that the cocktail? Did you hear that Keithism right there? <laughs> any, day that, <laughs> any day that ends in day. Come we, on, you've heard that before. Any that day a, that ends in day, we have fun. Did any, I just make that up? I think you just, have you heard that before, Judah? Any day that ends in Y. I've heard <laughs> that one. I've heard... Any day that ends in Y, but any day that ends in day, I've never heard that. Oh, But it's the same damn thing. Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They have day at the end of them. I think you just made it your own, which is... Did I really? That's why we find you endearing and appreciate you. Well, that's... Well, I... I appreciate that, but what I'm worried about is what you say in private, but that's a whole different story. What we say in private is the same thing we say in Amen. public. That's why I love you so much. John Blair, welcome to the program, my friend. Lisa Nottingham, hello. Um, so what the what? Shout out to John. I didn't get a chance to watch the show yesterday, but I think he was on your Noonday show, right? Uh, John Blair gave us a take yeah. to read on cool. the uh, 1230 show on upzoning. Yeah, my favorite topic. I, I love the upzoning topic. My mustache uh, loves it, too. Um, do you want me to re- relay that take to you? Yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to watch it. We can surely get into that, and I'm sure John will, will come in. But um, we kind of wanted to, at least I did anyway, kind of continue this what to what, you know, you know what the, what the what's going on here. And, you know, we <clears throat> we didn't really get into Fulvana County too much on, on Wednesday because it was just an awesome rock star conversation with Pre and Scott. Oh, so good. It. It was, it was, I would tell you. We got props on that show from top, a lot so, of people. So did I. One of the top, 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 top. Yeah. And Smith Well, Pre's great. Smith didn't talk too much, so maybe that was no. part of it. You talk plenty. Funny. Lake Monticello, I just took a look at it. Your neighborhood? My neighborhood. Your where home? I, where I live. I've uh, been there since 87. Uh, you follow it closely. Bill McChesney, hello. I, I follow it closely for because, obviously, I live there. We do a lot of business there, so forth and so on. But it's a real kind of litmus test. Sure. Did I just make up that? I, I, that... I think it's um, it's a uh, it's a good barometer neighborhood. Better choice of words for Central Virginia real estate. Why do we think Lake Monticello is a good barometer neighborhood? Well, for me, it's a numbers thing, right? You've got forty three hundred homes. It's all in one spot. They're all single family detached, so it's, it 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 makes it a little easier to to crunch numbers. And you do have kind of a spread, right? You know, entry level, and then you do have the the waterfronts, golf course, you know. Uh, the acres, which is a development I did inside Lake Monticello, you know, that kind of thing. You got a good spread. But man, um, we've got seven homes on the market as of this morning, ranging from, let's call it 300,000, 299, 900, 300 grand. Did you uh, hear that, guys? 4,300 homes in Lake Monticello. Meredith Young, did you hear that? 4,300 homes, Zyshad, Raihan, did you hear that? In Lake Monticello, only seven on the market right now. And, and climbing to uh, seven ninety nine nine hundred. let's call it 800 grand. So 300 to 800K the spread. But the jump from 299, the next jump up is 349 to 350. You know, it's the same 349.9. I'm going to round it up to 350, just, you know, 
because I'm a Marine and I can only yeah. count to three. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so there's only one home. That's only been on the market for two days. But what I found interesting, and just to throw it out there for your, your read and the folks that are watching and listening, and particularly, particularly if we've got some real estate professionals on board, I was watching, I was looking, excuse me, at pendings, right? Okay. So what, came, what, is, what is currently on the market and what is currently impending. So pending are homes that are under contract that, have, that are in the process of going through the closing process. So there's 13 homes. So it's basically a two-to-one ratio, right? For everyone that comes on, one goes, well, not two-to-one, one-to-one, right? As, actually, two-to-one, I apologize. It is two-to-one. But what I found the most interesting, out of 13 only five of those homes are, were, were in single-digit days on market. So I'm going to try, try to say this a little, a, a little clearer. The balance of them were between 142, 40, 70, 40, 70. So what, what that's telling me is the homes that were sitting on the market for a long time all of a sudden went into, went into pending pretty much the start of the year. And, and what do you attribute that to? Rates dropping a little bit? No. I mean, you're, people locking in rates now below six. Good credit below six. Yeah, and you know, if Scott Morris is right, which I think he is, we're going to start seeing four, four and a half, four somewhere. Scott Morris on Wednesday's Real Talk was talking about agents get ready for mid fours, upper fours by potentially summertime. But what the heck is that going to do to our inventory? Well, I think what we know what's going to happen. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I, I, let the folks know. Well, I, it's going to chew it all up. The meager, the meager pickings we got. So, so it's, it's a double-edged sword, right? So, you know, we, we've got I've got a crystal ball in front of me, and you know, who, the crystal ball probably and I know about the same amount of stuff. It could be. No, your crystal ball's proven to be accurate. My crystal ball has been pretty pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, Except for your, 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 your prop bets on the talk show. Yeah, but I Besides do that. that, I know. You do that for the sake of a talk show. No, I do that for fun. I yeah, have fun. for I the like, sake I of like a talk show. Like the talk fun. show is fun for you. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I, I, uh, th- yeah, well, like, as I've said numerous times, when, <clears throat> when this stops being fun. Yeah, like anything for us. Stop being fun, we're done. Look yeah. at that. Smith did something stop else. Stop being <laughs> fun, we're done. Any day that ends in day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. And I give Yona a hard time on her yoga. Turkeys, is, turkeys can fly in a hurricane. They can. You just got to throw them high enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I, I think which it kind of goes to the conversation we were having before. Uh, you know, conversation we were having with clients in November and December is like, man, now's the time to, to buy. Now the time is to sell. Because we think the spring market is going to spring a lot sooner than, let's say, traditional spring markets. And I think this is what these numbers are, are proving proving to us that you know that's what that's what's that's what's happening you know and i also just happened to pull just for a quick analysis um what has sold year to date lake monticello just from january 1 to to today so it was 10 homes that have sold in the first 20 days so that's 0.5 homes per day closing uh median sales price was 302 median days on market 45 three bedrooms two and a half bath 1,800 square feet. Uh, but if you start looking at the days on markets on that, um, <clears throat> a lot, and these were homes that were in the market probably October, November, they were on 200 days, 50 days, 60 days. There was only two that were four, four and five days on market, and frankly, they priced them right. 
and, and moved out. So, you know, it's, it, we can quote the good Dr. Lisa Sturrivant, we can quote Dr. Yoon, we can quote... Lisa Sturrivant, the bright chief economist, Dr. Hewn, the National Association of Realtors chief economist. We can quote all these folks, but the reality of it is, you know, the market is getting tighter. The inventory is. The overall market is getting tighter, right? I mean, we could make a legitimate argument, and I'm curious of your take here, that this may be the most, I feel like I say this once a quarter, Judah Wickauer, is this the most difficult time in the history of America for first-time homebuyers? How many years have you been doing this? Long time. Every time. Every time. I mean, think about it. There's no inventory. The inventory is getting more expensive, and he's saying that the inventory is about to get even less. I think it's going to get less for a couple of reasons. If you, if you, and I've got a couple more reports to share with you. Because See that? I, uh, yeah, I, I like the reports. Uh, coffee and reading. There you I go. like it. Uh, I read them all. There, there's a couple that I haven't handed to you yet. That uh, there's some reports that have been hit, that hit the market that I'm halfway through, uh, talking about millennials and millennials. You know, the difficulty of millennials, and that's something we've been talking about forever to buy, right? They, I mean, they got. They get hit every time they turn around. Yeah. Right? You know, uh, it was the pandemic and then... Student it, loan debt. Student loan debt. Interest rates were too low. They were competing against folks Baby boomers. look like me. Empty right? nesters. And, and it's still just getting more difficult. Now it's the inflation. The groceries, yeah, that, that's, that's the actually, gas. That's exactly what that, this article... The credit cards. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it was a national report and... It was, it was that uh, inflation was basically the key thing, which we talked about about that when it started. Yeah. Mid-2020. I mean, have you had this thought? What happens if, if housing gets out of control again and how Jay Powell's going to respond to that? You know, that's a great question, and I'm surely not smart enough to answer it. Because you're basically saying that the inventory is about to drop, which is going to make the price points uptick again. Well, I mean, I don't have it in front of me, but again, the barometer is Lake Monticello. I kind of just keep sure. a, track, a yeah. track on that. A month ago, it wasn't seven homes. You know, it was double-digit now, 20, 30 homes on the market, right? And we were having the conversation at that time, okay, my inventory is maybe starting to get back to normal, right? You know, normal, just again, to focus at Lake Monticello. Normally, it's a you know, a normal market of my years of, of being there, it's about 1% is kind of normal. So that's about 40 or 50 homes on the market is kind of a normal thing. My God, we're, we have seven. Well, another interesting thing, which I pull, I pull new construction out, there's six new construction in there. When was the last time we talked about paper houses? Paper houses in Lake Monticello. But these are homes that are ready to put a contract on today and close in a normal, normal process, but they're ranging, you know, basically, you know, this, the, the, the median sales price so that, you know, is $595,000, but list price, excuse me, you know, but that's, there's a, there's three high end waterfront homes on there that, that have been sitting between 70 and 165 days, which means they're overpriced. They probably, were built in the 1970s. I haven't looked at it in great detail, and they probably need a lot of work, and somebody isn't going to be spending that kind of money. But if you want to buy something under 375, there's three homes for sale, like Monticello. I mean, it's, 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 that's just insane. That's insane. That's insane. 
questions coming in. Neil Williamson is throwing uh, jabs and, 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 and zingers at you. I've been studying. I don't know if you remember when I sent you guys the, 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 the wiki, wiki how on how to shave a mustache. He, he been... is sharing a link of how to shave. <laughs> yeah. Literally. We love you, king of content. I, I can't even look at that, and I, that doesn't The president me. of the Free Enterprise Forum yeah. and an all-around A-plus guy. Yeah. Um, Meredith Young, the realtor, has questions for yeah, you. Yeah, great. I love it. Um, love, love to do some, uh, some um, market analysis or do some case studies. Were there price adjustments on those that went pending in the beginning of the year, or did uh, more buyers enter the market, Keith? So I did this early this morning, so I have not actually taken a look into the, uh, the, the individual listings. I actually have got it set up here. I can take a look at that in here in a moment. Um, if you wouldn't mind chatting for a little little bit, but uh, I'll just need to go ahead and open that up real quick, and I will tell you here. Absolutely. So real talk with KeithSmith.com, um, guys. Click the Partners tab. Actually, I'm going to highlight on Real Talk with Keith Smith the um, reports and the data, the market reports that Keith is putting together. He's got Almoro County 2022 year-end data, Charlottesville Almoral Area Association of Realtors 2022 year in data, the year in data for Charlottesville City and Fluvanna uh, County. So if you go to realtalkwithkeefsmith.com and you click market reports on the menu bar, you can see the year end data for these municipalities number of homes sold, um, single family detached homes sold, attached homes sold. This is just great data. And it's in very digestible form. Are we? Did you ask him if we were uploading all the reports to that tab that he sends to us, Keith or Judah? Yeah, Judah and I talked about it. This you did talk about yeah, it. This yeah, morning? I, I, right. I edited, um, and actually, if if you would like, you can buzz through some of the Fulvana uh, slides. I did fix them a little, or based on some awesome feedback by, from listeners and viewers. Thank you very much. But it's um, just these. It's just these sets of of slides it, that are going it's up. It's just on Fulvana. Website. I didn't get a chance to do the other ones. What I, what I was requested to do, and, and I you're, did, are you on a three shot? Let's we've been on a three shot. Judah Wickhauer, go ahead, Keith Smith. Yes. So what I was requested to do is in the color bars to put the percentage year over year change oh. instead of the dollar, which was a, a really smart recommendation. Uh, came from about a half a dozen folks that were watching and and you know just trying to make them better. So if if you're looking at this and you're watch, looking at the tabs, if I anything I can do to make them better, just reach out and we'll go ahead and do that. Um, <clears throat> to answer the question. From Meredith Young. Yeah. So I'm looking at what is sold in Lake Monticello. Uh, we're looking at median. So th I think to answer a question, the list price, uh, the median list price was 304700 and the sale price was 302500 It's within a couple of grand. It's awfully close to flat. And they, you'd have to take a look at some of them. It might be because of seller concessions and so forth and so on. But... Um, you're looking at a pretty close um, list price versus sales price, and I think that's what um, Merit is Meredith. That's yeah, Meredith, Meredith yeah. Uh, was looking at. But you could take a look at each one. A simple search on Paragon will produce this for you. Uh, but yeah, so it, it was on on a on on a median level. It was awfully close. A couple of grand, not even a couple of grand difference. Uh, between what list price was and sold price. So that's what it, it went on the market for and what it closed for. And that's pretty darn close. Let's say we get to what Scott Morris says. Interest rates this summer, 4.5%, 30 fixed with good credit. What happens? Well, 
so what, what happens and always happens, and we've been talking about this, and again, if you start digging into what I gave you from the good doctor, you know, it's, it's was echoing what we've been talking about for quite some time is get your trusted advisors. Now's the time to, time to, to buy. Now's the time to sell. It's, it's always the time to do that. But to get your trusted advisor to help you navigate that through that, and it was very interesting in her in her. Uh, presentation she did in the written version of it is, and it's why we're doing this so much now on Real Talk with Keith Smith, it's all about local data. It's all about, you know, what's happening in my neighborhood or my street or my jurisdiction. The national data is really good stuff, but it's not impacting you or me uh, on the street, uh, you know, where we live every day. So the, the um, you know, this is great data to provide. To answer your question, um, I'm trying not to, <laughs> as you probably know. I have noticed that. Um, look, it, it could go the opposite way. It, 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 you know, if interest drops, you know, we're thinking the buyer's going to come in. It also could help inventory, right? People can decide to put the homes on the market because it's kind of a balanced scenario, right? The, the, you know, people may not be putting their homes on the market, and we hear this, because they don't know, they can't buy, no, the, I think why people aren't putting their homes on the market now is they secure, or some, a portion of the population, secured generationally low interest rates. That's, and, a, whole, that, that's a whole separate column. And whatever they choose to buy again yeah. is going to be at 2x the rate, yeah. and it's going to be more expensive. Well, I, I know you watched the presentation Ned and I gave, Ned yeah. and I gave, and I, and I made that comment to Michael Payne. That, you know, or maybe it was Pinkerton, I can't remember which one, uh, that, you know, it's going to get tighter because if Keith and Jerry bought four years ago or three years ago, you know, we're going to probably stay in that. And the life changes happen, right? Yeah. You know, more kids, hopefully, more grandkids, you know, that kind hey, of thing. Why would someone list? Why would someone pay 15, 20% more on purchase price well, it, at an interest rate that's two times what they currently have? And, but there's a calculus, you know. Especially when assessments are going up. But if they have received more equity in their home, if they bought it three years ago, and look, we we could probably do this in. Full. I mean, but but they would be trading the equity they earned and accumulated. Yeah, so, so you're thinking numbers only for a larger debt service payment. And more debt. And I didn't bring the, the stats with me, but there was another article I read, and I'll bring it in for Monday's show mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on that end of it. The, the and it was made me think of you. The the percentage of people that buy uh -huh. are all it's it's I'll call it emotional. It's not a dollar thing. They have to move. It's very high. I, I don't want to quote the number until I get the report in front of me. Um, you know, it was a nationwide report. You know, why do people buy and why are they moving and so forth and so on. So you know, it's you and I are thinking ROI and stuff like that. But the typical buyer, it, it, you know, it's. There's a reason they have to move, right? My mother and father can't stay in their home any longer. My son-in-law son and daughter got a job in, in uh, Richmond, so they're moving from Seattle to Richmond. They, they, they need to go ahead and move. The thing that struck me from Wednesday's show the most was a comment that you made. Really? That you, you think that perhaps this may be the uh, best time to buy a house. It's going fast. And the reason you're saying it's a great time to buy the house is because the buyer may have more negotiation leverage than they've had since COVID. Those were basically the comments you said. Yeah, 
that, that's the reason the conversation we're having with our buyer clients at the uh -huh. moment is, is, you know, once this, once those interest rates lower and this density, maybe, excuse me, density, help me out. The inventory, inventory becomes you. even more meager? Or stays tight. Yeah. Right. It, it'll fluctuate up and down on that end of it. It starts, it starts pivoting big time back to a seller's side. Location's going to matter, right? You know, not to, not to, not to, uh shed any negativity on other jurisdictions, but if you're further out in Buckingham or some of these particular areas, that this data will look very different, right? Yeah. But if you're, you know, in the right location, right price, right features, right conditions, you're going to be still driving the ship because of the inventory, lack of inventory at that particular point. Again, under, under 375 and under Lake Monticello, there's only three homes. And they've all been on the market for less than single-digit days. Nine days, two days, five days, that kind of thing. They won't last. This time next week, they'll be pending. I'm confident of, of it. So, you know, back to your question, though. If I bought, and I'm going to try to get it to one of the slides here that I did, um, you know, uh, the, the percentage difference between buying it five or seven years ago, uh, you've got a ton of equity in your house. And you're kind of making maybe a lateral move maybe getting, spending a little bit more, but getting a little bit more house than what you were. So all these factors, there's just not one simple factor that plays into it. You want to get the slide on screen now? No, I've got to look at it, figure out which one okay. I want. I want Is that uh, the slides? You want, me, you want me to multitask? Are, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Are those the uh, slides on Real coffee. Talk with Keith Smith? I have not had enough coffee for that, Mr. Miller. Real Talk with Keith Smith, the market uh, reports. Yeah, hold on a second. Let's figure this out. And Judah's got those ready to rock and roll. Alrighty, so we're going to be focusing on Lake Monticello, which is slides five and six. And I've, you got hard copies in front of you, yeah, sir. Yeah, I'm on your website. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I forgot you can do this multitasking. Five is thing. on the screen. Thank Slide you. five, look at so the if screen. You, so if you, take, if you take a look at it, um, I, I didn't add up the percentage difference. This is volume of units sold. But you can kind of take a look at it where, you know, uh, 2022 we were at 251, which is 22% under... Uh, 2020, uh, 2021, 2021 was plus 4% over 20, 20 was 12%. So you can see how that's kind of going up and down on the volume. We're, we're pretty much looking at, and we've been talking about this for quite some time, somewhere around the 18, 19, 2018, 2019. But if you go to six... 2022 was a drop in houses sold at the lake. Yeah. I mean, a substantial drop. Yeah. I mean, but that's not, that, that is, 2022 is not this inventory question. 2022 was your lowest output since 2017. And that. Why do you think that was? Well, it, it, that's pure interest rate. That's pure, you know, what's the best way to take a Band-Aid off? Rip it. Rip it. And that's what happened with the interest rates. It just got ripped off. Yeah, but you had, you had four months of 2022 Keith, that were low. You had four months. That I know that, but the, when you start looking at the back three quarters of that, year, yeah, I, I that, get that. that. That's kind of driving this. This is a year, you know, year over year number on that end of it. But I want to try to get to your um, equity question, which mm -hmm. is slide number six, right? So, uh, I mean, you could just take a look at the the bars. You know, eighteen and nineteen were close. They were. 
4% over on that end of it. No, I get your point. I think your point is is very valid. And Keith's point is, if you own a house... If I bought in 17 at Lake Monticello... Yeah, you're sitting on paper. Stacks of money. I would call it cash. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I bought a 195. I mean, good Lord. Even if you bought in 2020, you're sitting on a lot. So one of the... One of the realtors on there, did I say that right? Yeah, you did. Really, look at that. Nicely done. You know, and if I was able to multitask, I'd want to try to get into what's active. And I actually can take a look at, let's say, the one home that's uh, for two ninety nine and see how long they've owned that home. Right? So we mm-hmm. can do that. We can access through our systems on, you know, we could take a look at where the deed of trust was put on and so forth and so on. And we could take a look at that and find out, okay, well, if that home has been owned for 15 years, they've got pretty much a ton, of, assuming they didn't refinance it. or Can, or, you, see, can you see the refinance? T- sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. It, okay. it, depends on, it depends on how they're done and how they're attached to the property. Okay. Generally, it's just, it's just the first deed of trust got it. that you can see on it. That's the primary loan. It, it, it depends on the loan product on how that works its way in. And that's really a Scott question okay. to, to okay. help us out. We can tackle that on Wednesday. Um, but, but, you know, you can start taking a look at them, and I'll bet you some of these folks that have them on the market have owned them for a substantial period of time. Um, more comments coming in. Good, because um, I, I This need, one I is, for, this is from Kelsey. She says, Keith, to Jerry's point, if you sell the house and utilize the equity you've built to buy another home, aren't you just accumulating more debt each month? Because the the newer home or the one you buy is going to be more expensive and rates are higher. Yes, yes, and maybe no. Yes, it depends how much cash you're bringing to the table, right? And it depends on what you do with it. So that's the point I was trying to look at. So if this two hundred and ninety nine thousand dollar home has been owned for, look, I'll talk about Keith and Yona Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I sell my house now. I have, which I, she still hasn't convinced me. Yeah, <laughs> you but, should sell it, but. Well, you know, that's great when it's just the two of us. But when now with the third grandchild and everybody shows up, it's nice to have the home to do that in. Well, and you said uh, your mom and dad are moving in, right? Well, that's that's. I know she watches, so I'm not going to put too much pressure on her. But it's always there. The opportunity is there. We have the ability to do it. But if I sell my home, I walk away with enough cash that the amount of loan that I have, because what I want to buy will be higher than what I currently have, but I'll walk away with enough cash to buy what I want at half the loan amount that I, that I would want, right? I'm trying to figure out how a way to do this without getting myself in trouble with Mrs. Smith. Hmm. The bottom line is... You, you, you have money there. I get I, it. I would, I'm going to move into a better, bigger home with, a, with half the mortgage payment. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I get it. So the, it depends what, you, what your equity and what Pre was talking about. We initially were talking about, however, people that purchased a home and locked in a 3 or 4% or lower interest rate during COVID, generationally low. Why would they give it up? That's well, what we were talking well, about. Well, there's two things. They probably can't. And that's why that conversation I was having with the city councilors, how this inventory is going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Because that buyer can't move, right? Mm-hmm. 
because they don't have enough equity. Uh, we, I've, there's a client of ours that that we've actually suggested they needed to stay in their home a little longer, a couple few more years longer. They didn't want to hear that, but the reality of it is because they had a a, a zero down loan because it was two percent or three percent. They can't afford the move because up they house. were not paying to their principal the last two years they've been in the home. You know, they're having an additional child and they need more room. And they can't, that just breaks my heart. We, you know, look, the math isn't working. You know, we can help you. We can go find you something. But to her point, to Kelsey's point, they are now going to move into something bigger with a substantial more, more payment. If the interest rates drop to four, though. Or yeah, four that, that's half, different. That's different. That you, ex- you still get the, the sticker shock of the price, but the interest rate lowers the, the debt service. The afford, what they call the affordability index. Right, right, right gets a little bit more attractive, which then puts more pressure on inventory. But then, you know, Keith and Yona might say, hmm, maybe we should sell yeah. because now some stuff is available. And these are not simple answers, obviously, um, but um, we surely will keep a, t- a close eye on them. Um, more comments coming in. Let's get to follow-up on from Meredith, and then we'll get to uh, some additional ones for Keith. Um, she says, this makes me hopeful for our inventory issues, and she says she has a client who is deciding on whether or not to sell his longtime Belmont home and take 15 years worth of equity and downsize into a fully paid for attached home. Interest rates are not driving this particular decision with him. So that's to your point. And, and, that's what she's saying. And that's you know, the whole conversation of the Band-Aid and ripping for the interest rates off, you know, ripping the Band-Aid off on the interest rates, I think um, people are now accepting the fact that this is a normal interest rate spread, right? Uh, you know, it's kind of, even 4, 4.5% is historically low. 4.5% is phenomenal. Seven, yeah, phenomenal. 1972, the average is 7.1%. Right. Uh, so People are accustomed to it. And now they're getting accustomed. They're not. We're not getting bombarded anymore by national media on interest rate hikes. Yeah, they it's move just on. becoming the rate. Well, they just move on to something else. Yeah, they've moved on to something else. Today's headline, housing headline, it was a macro one, and it was existing home sales fell for the 11th consecutive month in December. And it's hitting the slowest, slowest pace since 2010. Uh, That's and, according to NAR. Yeah, and, and, and so... Again, macro. Yeah, it's a macro headline. And you have to, I love NAR, I love their statistics. That, that is, in my opinion, you know, their shining light of what they do, amongst other things, right? Yeah. You know, uh, their list of what they do is so, so long, but I really dig their statistical capabilities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's also a leading thing, right? So that, that isn't, this isn't today, Lake Monticello, you know, what's available, what has sold, like now. Uh, that stuff is generally a little le- lagging in, in this. In yeah, it's a, it's a trailing. Trailing, that's, that's yeah. the right word. Trailing yeah. indicator. Um, Christmas, credit cards, interest rates, inflation, gas. December was a slow month. Let's cut to the chase. It was a slow month. It that's what very, it was. It was very much so a slow month. I'm, 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 while you're chatting to me, I'm going to try to dig into just two... Three hundred thousand dollar home that was sold. I just wanted to see real quickly what the 
what the uh, mortgage history on that is. Yeah, so, so in 2016, that $299,000 home, uh, there was a mortgage, a first deed of trust put on for 233000 So whatever that math difference is, is, is assuming they sell for that, is their equity less than any cost of closing and, and so forth and so on. So we, you do have that cap capability. It's interesting. It must have been a new... A new build because in twenty one it was sold for fifty five thousand, which is just a it's just a lot. So uh, Matthew Ferguson has a question on investors, and he says, Keith, are you seeing investors jumping back into the market with rates starting to get to get lower? It's funny. I'm working with two investor clients right now, and what's happening with the the, the investment loans through the normal process. Mm -hmm the percentage of DPs down payments going up, right? They're, they're, you know, you've really got to bring 20, 30% cash to the table for loan, for, for, you know, investment loans to really take you seriously. I was on the phone with Scott yesterday on a couple of clients uh, that were doing that, you know, and they want to kind of do the 10% down payment kind of thing. And that product just doesn't exist on that end of it. Um, more than likely what you will see in investors right now is cash because frankly it's a 10 i don't want to go down the 1031 rabbit hole but that's kind of what i'm seeing right now both on the single you know the investment for the single family attached and detached and the commercial parcels there's there, there's it's this time of the year people are starting to figure out what to do with their cash uh-huh um and that may be what they're doing a bigger question to look at is the street is mm -hmm. starting to get out of this business out of the there's a couple articles I read that uh, you know the you're talking you're talking hedge funds hedge funds yeah why, why do you think that is uh, I don't know I, I I'm gonna guess at this point I think maybe the ROIs aren't really yeah definitely well rents are dropping rents are drop well they're dropping but they're still inflated right they're still high um, so I think that's what's going on rents are kind of coming down I think their ROIs or their what they call their cap rates right are super narrow, the inventory's low, let's sell them, let's make a few bucks on it, kind of put it back into the pot and, and see, how, see how it goes. Um, the investor also has slim pickings. Yeah, I, 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 I don't... I, you and know, let's cut to the chase. Um, yeah. Remodeling and labor are going to be difficult right now. Well, my experience has been... The investors, the local investors that are buying the single-family detached or townhomes for rentals, they generally have their own little kind of network of folks, of contractors. And they generally, the, the, I've actually sold a couple in December, November and December, and that's exactly who the buyer profile was. They had their own little crews. They do their own work. Uh, Kyle Miller is a prime example of that. You know, he does a great job. We're actually in a process of a contract reselling one of his uh, investment investment properties. How's he doing? Uh, Kyle, you know, Kyle, Kyle's doing great. Kyle Mello, a fluco, flu vanna boy. Yeah, so... Him, you knew him as a kid. So I'm, so I'm looking... I, I've known, yeah, known him right? for a while, yeah. So I'm just uh, looking down through the Lake Monticello. So the next property that's available is 349000 And to your point, that home was bought in 2021 and has a mortgage on it for 245. So that's a huge 
jump from 245 to 349. I'd have to take a look at it and see, you know, why that is and so forth and so on. But to my point, assuming they sell that for it, that's a substantial amount of equity that they're going to be pulling out of since 2021, assuming it sells at that price, 0.4, and it's only been on the market. Uh, that one's been on the market for nine days. You haven't had a chance to address Michael Payne's comments of, of um, building our way into affordability. Because on Wednesday's so show... There's a lot of football going on. On Wednesday's show, <laughs> when that came up, um, Scott and Pre were here. Yeah. And so on, on, on Tuesday's council meeting, Michael Payne basically said additional supply is not going to create affordability around here. Yeah, so uh, let me see. Where, where was I with him? So I chair a data committee mm -hmm. for the Regional Housing Partnership, and Michael's on that. So we got an opportunity to spend a little bit of time together. So what the Regional Housing Partnership is doing, and I'm helping them through this, is taking all the stuff we're talking about every day. You know, I just told them just play real talk and then we should yeah. be good. But, um, but we're taking these data and these slides and we're creating a format on their, their website that they can look at that. Look, <clears throat> the inventory shortage, not one thing got us here, right? But, but the lack of product, the lack of home, you know, the missing middle to, to Neil Williamson's... Uh, uh, point is is needed you you know you if you can't fix the inventory you can't fix the what all the other pieces of the puzzle don't matter it really needs to start there look we've got to turn red tape into green tape right that's huge right you've got to be able to make this process a little bit a little bit simpler um you've got to in the city you know we talked we had a land trust board meeting last night and um uh, it's they have all these great ideas, and I'm the chair, and I kind of raised my hand. I said, "So, where's the capital coming from, folks? Right? You know, we 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 can't use ADUs, executive dwelling units, in the city right now. We, meaning the land trust, to help housing affordability, regardless of cost and all this kind of great stuff, because it's required to be owned occupied. Well, we're not. We may own the land." but we don't occupy the primary structure. So we physically can't do anything on it. Now, my hope is, after when I lose my mustache, um, and I've been practicing. June 19th? June 19th. What's up, Kevin Yancey? Yeah, I, I, think we, I think it may go long before June 19th, to be totally honest with you. Kevin, uh, Kevin Yancey, don't forget that bottle of bourbon for Scott Morris. Want to put that on, on, uh, your, uh, on your radar right yeah, there. What was that bet structure? I can't remember it. Um, it was Yancey and Higgins, I thought, I think, bet that interest rates would get over 8%. And Scott Moore said no oh, way. Oh, by the end that. of the year or something like yeah, that. Yeah, by right? the end of the year. Um, Neil Williamson watching right now. So the land trust. Thank you, Neil. Thank you, Neil, for what you're doing. I know he's super busy in Richmond. So the land you. trust cannot utilize land that it owns to build ADUs? We literally discussed it at the board meeting. You know, we were so having... it would be the primary residence and then an ADU on the land. Okay. Is that what, it, what yeah, you're saying? I, I, I'm going to try to do this without getting into the weeds on it, but um, there's a, let's assume the land trust owns the land, there's a land trust product in Belmont, just, just to make an example. We own the land, but we lease the land through a 99-year lease to the owner. The owner buys the house. We own the land. 
So the way the current AED auxiliary dwelling unit ordinance is written in, in Charlottesville, we couldn't do what I'm doing, what I help structure out in Seattle, where the land trust leases a footprint underneath the ADU, builds the ADU, there's a bunch of tax incentives and, and, and incentives uh, that the city gives to the property owner, but it leases what's underneath the ADU. It builds it, it gets the loan, it manages it, and this is a rental environment, right? Mm -hmm, they, mm -hmm. they rent it out to the 80% AMI, it helps the stock, it works out, it works out great. You can't do that in Charlottesville because you can't build an ADU unless it's owner-occupied. We may own the land, but the, the owner of the structure, the home, occupies it. So hopefully that'll get changed in this, in this rewrite. I'm, I've been pushing that rock uphill a little bit with the city councilors, and maybe they're listening. And it, still doesn't, it still doesn't change the fact that the um, ADU is extremely expensive to build. It, it, it does, but, but what, what happens with the land trust and the models that were out, out, out west is, you know, if we build them, we don't have to build them for a 30% profit mark, markup. You know, it's at cost. There's a bunch of, uh, of grant money we can get and so forth and so on. So it becomes a little bit more cost-effective to build. Prime example is the units we built on Nassau Street, right? We brought Christopher Bremen in from Bermonte Homes, and all the vendors and subcontractors worked, does a good at, job. worked at a reduced price for us, right? We, we, our overhead is zero. We're not, you know, we work, you know, we supervise for free. You know, it... it the cost to build is substantially less than if you were to do it or our business would do it because we'd be paying for overhead and market. Did you guys talk about assessments? No. I, 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 I wish I remembered that, but I didn't on it. I, I, it's, um, it needs to be talked about. Yeah, it needs to be. 13. I did not have the opportunity. My, my time window is pretty narrow, and I was, was focusing on a couple Do you have a feel things. for the tax rate in Almora County? So I think tax rates across... The board. Are they going to go up? So you and I look at tax rates very differently. My biggest concern right now is the budget. The tax rate is kind of immaterial. Hmm. Because the tax rate is going to be adjusted to what the budget says. So that's where the rubber meets the road. It's this triangle we always talk about. The assessment's done. It's out there. You know, you'll have an opportunity to appeal it, but value is already there. The dollar value is already there. Mm -hmm. The question becomes the budget, and the tax rate is just the multiplier between the two. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. But if the tax rate goes up, which if you're, I mean, it is, it's tied to the budget. It's how you fund the budget. They're talking about the budget going up. So if the budget yeah, goes yeah, up, yeah, then, the the, then the tax rate goes up. Tax rate goes and up. if the tax rate goes up at the same time, assessments are up 13% in Almora County, then homeowners are going to get hit twice. They will, they, their tax rates will, well. And that's going to make of affordability cash, not realistic. I, I will, depending on how things shake out in Almora County, and I've been tracking this for quite, quite some time. My personal home, this will probably be the first time, we're awfully close to it anyway. It'll be the first time that the amount of cash that my wife and I pay to Fulvana County for the taxes for my home will almost equal Albemarle County. It's generally always been about 
value-wise, you're generally about a hundred grand difference, you know, plus or minus on the end of it. My personal home. So you're saying a if home I were to of, take my of your value. If I take my home, my two acres that I'm on, and bring it five miles or three miles over to the Albemarle County and drop it in, depending on how it shakes out, how both budgets shake out, both rates shake out, we really won't know that until April, May, you know, somewhere around April. But if it goes a certain way, mine goes up, maybe Albemarle County goes down a little bit of stays or whatever it is. My cash out of pocket that I pay for my taxes every year will be awfully close equal to Albemarle County. Just think about that. Fulvana will be almost equal. Now, that's on my current home, right? That doesn't mean everybody's yeah. going to be that way. But I mean, Fulvana has no business base, business that's, that's, tax that's, base. That's, that's, all its revenue is tied to rooftops. Yeah, and if Neil's watching, he, he, can is give watching. A, he can give us the exact number, but it's in the 90s. Yeah, you have no other tax sources? Very, very little tax sources. Yeah. Uh, we've had a bunch of opportunities, um, but, um, you know. But spe it, speaking specifically to Albemarle, how, if the tax rate, in uh, the assessments are up 13%. Well, I'm, I'm, working on a, I'm working on two board of supervisors to come in and really be the experts on on this conversation. I know, but speaking specifically for Albemarle, if in the county, assessments are up, county. yeah, Albemarle County, 13% year over year, and the tax rate, if the budget expands, the tax rate's going to go up, how's that going to impact affordability, and could that potentially counteract lowering interest rates? Well, if you have 13 more, 13% 13 more value, this this just... Just here, let me see if I get this right. If I got 13%, and Ned, stop me, and inter Ned, Neil, stop me if I'm wrong. If I got a 13% more value on the top of my triangle, right, on the, on the, as I'm looking at it, my bottom right-hand side of the car, and we got the budget, let's just assume for the sake of this conversation, yeah. it stays flat. The budget is exactly the same as last year, but my values went up. What do you think is going to happen to the tax rate? Well, I mean, it could stay the same. No. It's go down. No, no, because they, the, they got to they hit a zero budget. I don't. Right, so if my if my value is thirteen percent, and Neil stopped me. He's, he says, "Are you talking about the valuation or the tax bill?" The total number, the total valuation, whatever the total valuation is, right? If the total valuation is a dollar, right? That's what I'm multiplying against, and the budget is a dollar. The the multiplier, the the rate multiplier on the value has to either stay the same or go down. Does that make sense? Am I not explaining that right? I, I don't think you are. I don't okay. think you are. Um, look, the, this is what we know. We know that the budget is going to expand. I'm saying if it doesn't. Well, we know the budget's going to expand. They're, they're asking for more schools to be built. You know, they need more infrastructure. Yeah. You know, so... Okay. so more money for affordable housing. Housing more, affordable. I mean, yeah. county, the county, yeah. the Alboro County has a history of spending money. It, it, very rare occasions the budgets go backwards. Right. Nelson County would be right. one example. Exception. Mm -hmm. um, we know that the assessments, which are based on market value, are up 13% on average in Alboro County. We also know that the tax rate could stay the same or go up. The likelihood of it staying the same is real. But if it stays the same, the homeowner has a larger tax bill Correct. because be the assessments more, went They'll up. be paying more cash. If the tax rate goes up, which is the second scenario, it's not going to get dropped. They'll be paying more cash. They'll pay, be paying even more cash. That's exactly right. 
So that makes Albemarle even more expensive. Got it. And my point is, how does that start neutralizing or working against interest rates lowering this year and people trying to jump into the market from a buying standpoint if they can't afford it? Yeah. So as a general rule, tax assessments and market values are very two different things. We've covered that. We've covered that enough on that end of it. What it will impact is people on a fixed income. Right, the folks that can't afford this this bump. Absolutely. Right. As far as purchases go, it, it gets calculated in on the front end. You know, with your PITI, so you got your principal, interest, taxes, and insurance on that end of it. Your insurances are going to go up. All this kind of stuff get in that. So that's all kind of thought. Through Everything's front, more expensive on on the on the front end. But there is a possibility that that the rate could go down. Right, there is a possibility that the rate could go down. I, I, I agree with you. It's pretty minimal possibility because values are up, mark the, the the needs are up. It depends on how that ratio goes between what the budget is and the value going up. Is I, I just I just don't want folks to think that tax rate is the is the thing to be looking at. It's really the budget in relationship to. The assessed value, the map, the total assessed value, is how that rate is going to be determined. And, and Neil, jump in. If I'm 100% wrong, please, please tell me I'm wrong, and I will admit it. But that's generally how I've been looking at it for decades. Um, it would be beneficial to have Neil Williamson here to yep. explain equalized, um, equalized, equalized rate. That's what you're spending. That's you're that's what I'm talking about, yeah. and that's why when Ned. Galloway and other board of supervisors say the most important thing to watch is the discussions and the language that they use, much like our friend, the new Fed chairman, right? The Fed chairman, Jay Powell, Jay Powell you know, what, he's, what they are saying is more important than what they're doing. So if they're saying we want to hit to an equalization, that means globally, that doesn't mean your individual tax bill will be that, but what they're trying to do is get to zero so that your, your, the amount of cash that you take out of your pocket is close to the same as it was the year before. Bill McChesney says the city and the county are pushing the state legislator to let them add a penny to the sales yeah. tax to yeah. put towards school infrastructure. Yeah. That is true. Um, certainly that, that's a push that's being Well, that's a whole different um, revenue track on that end of it. Yeah, for, for sure. But, but And I, I apologize if I got into the weeds on this thing. But the, the point that I'm trying to make is follow Neil – Follow what, what your jurisdiction's doing on the budget. The budget is the most important part of this triangle. They're all, they're all, like it, they're all required to, for an equal side triangle to function, but the budget is the next big thing that everybody needs to be keeping a close And it's, it's getting to be budget season. Uh, it's very interesting. Um, uh, Ned Galloway and I on Wednesday were going to give a presentation to the Fulvana County Board of Supervisors, but they had a, a Four public hearings on, and they asked us to defer it. And we're having a conversation on when we can do it. And all where you're hearing, this is budget season. This is budget season. You know, the, most jurisdictions will be focusing local jurisdictions, budget, budget, budget. So st stay, we'll stay in tune with this. Uh, but please follow Neil's writings. He'll 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 keep you on post. Free Enterprise Forum, Neil Williamson. Um, the comments are coming in. Good. Um, this comment is from. Um, Spencer Hadley, who says, regardless, we're still paying more money in June and December to Albemarle County come tax time for our homes. 
you're hundred percent right. I'm hopeful that 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 you might get to an equalization, but the reality of it is, you probably will. I'll be paying no a hundred. We we will a hundred. I will be paying more in Fulvana County, Greene County, possibly more. But the they only got, way they got money we're not back, paying though. more on our house is if the tax rate goes down. We got to give a shout out to Greene County because they gave money back. Yeah, Greene County gave money back. Nelson County, Jesse Rutherford, they did a, a budget neutral. Yeah. They did not increase the spend that was for last, Nelson County that was last, last year. That was last year. We so, don't know what they're doing this year. And, and, we're, and budgets, This is if those who have been watching the show on a regular basis, this is the time I start bringing elected officials yeah. in to start having this. And that's my point, that there's examples around Albemarle and Charlottesville City where it's being done. Yeah. Yeah, well, you've got to take, you know, we're looking at... Um, I mean, Almoral County and There's Charlottesville City. There's about 250,000 people. What's how many people? 300,000 in Central Virginia, roughly. Yeah, but I, Charlottesville City's 50,000. Almoral County, let me give you the exact yeah. population. Central Virginia is roughly 300,000 people. Yeah. And then, you know, the services and so forth and so on that has to go with that versus Fulvana County, which is, uh, what, 27, 30,000, somewhere around that, if I remember. 2021, Almoral County had a population of 113,535. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know if you can pull up like Monich, uh, excuse me, Fulvana counties or Green or whatever. Yeah, I can do that. But um, you know, my suspicion is it's it's a quarter of that, more than likely. Fulvana County is twenty seven thousand seven twenty three. Yeah. So about and about twenty five percent of Albemarle. And forty four percent of that number lives at Lake Monticello. Green County, Virginia population. What do you so, think that one is? Uh, I, I I'm thinking under twenty, but I may be wrong. Uh, good guess. Twenty thousand nine sixty eight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's so 21K. So, so let's call it for simple math, uh, somewhere around a quarter. These jurisdictions are around a quarter. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Nelson is probably. See, in Nelson County is 14,790. 15,000. So you're, you're, you're utilizing the population to say they can go neutral budgets year over year or give tax dollars back to taxpayers because their population is minuscule? Is that what you're saying? No, what I'm saying is the services that the jurisdictions render are not as big, right? And, and they don't have, they don't, they don't have um, you know, Albemarle County has paid fire department, right? Nelson doesn't, right? So there's an expense item, item there. So the level of expense items for these different jurisdictions. <laughs> Ned Galloway watching the program right now. He says it's sounds- I'm trying to dance around this, brother. Galloway <laughs> leaves a funny comment. Oh God! I, Ned- told, I told him. You know what my wife said about? No, you got to hear this comment. Yeah, yeah I'm Ned. trying. I don't want to hear it. He says it sounds like it's time for me and Neil to make an appearance on the program. Again. Well, I, I think it's time. Absolutely. Well, uh, look for a text Supervisor Galloway. You did not like Keith's explanation on uh, equalized uh, on the budget. And on tax rate and assessments? In other words, he's saying, Smith, stay in your lane. <laughs> oh, God. We had a great presentation on Tuesday with, with, so with Ned, with the, with the city, and, and he said some kind words about me, which I didn't deserve. You don't think he explained an equalized rate well, Supervisor Galloway? Oh, I love Ned. He cracks me up. Yeah. Uh, my my wife said, so uh, So, how's your other... Uh, um, uh, 
bromance doing. He talks. She talks about hours a lot, and she's been talking about Ned and hours with our little presentation series we're we're doing on the thing. Look, I, I, yes, so Ned. I need. I you know. I, I we need Ned. We need Neil in here, or Ned and and uh, Diantha or somebody like that that we can talk about this because now's the time that that the. The point I'm trying to make is now's the time to pay attention to this, um, and we'll bring folks in. Um, Neil sharing uh, some links to the Free Enterprise Forum as we speak as well. And what? No, no quip from him. No. Oh, he's already. No, no zing. I chose. I chose not to mention his zing. Really? <laughs> to you, on your uh, explanation right there. Well, well, sometimes I vet the comments. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. I, uh, uh, my, my 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 buddy Keith over here can be a little. Um, What's Sen the word? Sensitive. A little sensitive, yeah, a little sensitive from time to time. In other <laughs> he, words, he plays it like he's a tough marine. Yeah, but then after afterwards, I go cry in the he's hall. He's very sensitive. <laughs> I am very <laughs> sensitive. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Well, I think your daughters would agree with that. Oh, yeah. I'll I'll walk in, go, rah, 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 and they just laugh. Go, yeah, yeah. Go away, go away, little man. So. Yeah, uh, we'll bring folks in. That that's kind of been my plan for for uh, some shows going the next couple of months while the while the budget process is going, and and this would be a great opportunity for you know elected officials to to talk a little bit about it and folks to ask questions in a long format uh, version. Um, Neil, you can unfilter. Go ahead. Le go go Neil, go. Neil does say this that um, Albemarle County, by the way, as a jurisdiction had the highest local government spending index rate in central Virginia. And he says the local um, government spending index rate, the LGSI, an updated LGSI will be published later this year by the Free Enterprise Forum. I love that acronym, local government spending Too many acronyms. index. <laughs> Right. I like it. I like what he does. I like how he covers the government as if it was like a baseball team or a basketball team or a football team with the stats and the metrics and the KPIs well, he kind, he and the kind, acronyms. He kind of does that. Um, uh, he does a good job of taking something that is somewhat dry and complicated and unapproachable. Um, like government, <laughs> like government, and he, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he makes it approachable with pop culture references. More yeah, comments yeah, coming yeah, in. Yeah, enough on the kudos to, to Neil, because I've got to think a way to get, get back to him. Wait, wait until next week when I make this announcement that next week when I formally can do it on something that... What, do you run for office? No. <laughs> you saw Dave Norris is running for office, right? I, I did, I did. Um, no, no, no. It's 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 another national award that I won. Oh, we'll, I mean, we'll, can we'll, I? Uh... No, 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 no. Um, um, I, I've got to wait. I got to wait until the press release goes out. I was. I'd like to spill the beans. No, no. I know. I you. can't spill the beans. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll... Can I spill the beans? No, you can't. Okay. You can't. Remember how much this thing weighs. I know. Right don't out. throw that. Well, you just it, knocked off your uh, magnet. Uh, no. Yeah. There we. There we. <laughs> Dude, you're doing. Let me see. Job. Does it stick? It, it doesn't stick. stick. It doesn't do stick. you have any metal in there? Uh, most people think I do have a lot of metal. Somewhere in your body? Any metal somewhere in your body or no? Yeah, that's a little personal. <laughs> uh, the, uh, yeah, the, the marbles in the head aren't metal. Angie Shoup says oh, this. Oh, hey, Angie. How are you? Green County residents have not received anything back at this point. We are told possibly in February. However, not everyone will get a refund. 
Yeah, it's a case by case basis yeah, and all But but Angie, the the fact that Green County is giving money back is pre- is a pretty awesome it's thing. It's monumental. Well, monumental. Or they took too much the year before and they realized, oops, we took too much and they want to they want to give it back. At least it was they made an effort to try to return. Yeah, I, Charlottesville City has a surplus of like twenty seven million dollars. Yeah. You know what you do with surpluses most of the time? Uh, my, you end up spending them. My account number is. <laughs> yeah, send it to Keith. I want to travel a little bit more. I got grandkids to see. Yeah, so it, it's, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's an awesome thing. I think, but in, 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 in Nelson's County, you know, they, I think they reduced their budget last year a little bit, if I remember, remember correctly, and they just kind of held on to the money and kind of used that money to reduce the budget. But giving it back is a pretty, pretty awesome thing. I don't, pretty awesome thing indeed. I, I, and Neil can answer that. I don't ever re- remember a jurisdiction doing that in recent memory. Um, I bet you Neil could give us that perspective, yeah. that answer. Yeah, I'll, I'll text everybody. I'll text uh, Ned and Neil because apparently I'm getting myself into trouble. Yeah. So we'll, bring them, we'll bring them in. Uh, well, he, get, may, he may not want to do any more road shows. The, the, su- the suggestion is being made for Jesse Rutherford as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 so all these things are being worked on. I'm trying to map out a, a, a calendar for the show because we've got awesome real estate agents to bring on and a bunch of other topics to talk about. Did you give your take on Dave Norris running for... House of Delegates? Uh, yeah, I think the world of Dave, but yeah. I also know some other folks are going to be running that I know well, too. So, uh, so uh, you know, I'm... Uh, I mean, we know a lot of people. Bill, yeah. uh, Bellamy Brown just put on Facebook yesterday that he's running for uh, Delegate Judah. Nice. We know Dave Brown, former mayor. Yeah. Deshaun Cooper, yeah. Katrina Colson. Gentlemen watching this program right now, the scuttlebutt has him running potentially yeah. as well. Yeah. I talked about that briefly on the I Love Seville show. Yeah, yeah. I've learned a long time ago to stay as neutral as you can on this stuff. I'll tell you, though, what, what excites me the most about what you just said. Oh, is the engagement that the people are running. The fact that we're going to have contested races yeah, so that we will, we will end up with a better process you know, engagement and all that great stuff. It's, it's, it's awesome. Everybody brings a little bit something different to the table. Uh, they're all, I know most of them personally well. Me too, me too. Um, on that end of it. And I, I not to dodge this. You're kind of dodging. I'm kind of dodging You're it. Dodging. But any one of them. I mean, them. You, know a lot of, you know everybody in this race pretty much. Do you know I, Katrina Colson? I do not. That's probably the one I don't she, know. She uh, is on the uh, school board, the chairwoman yeah. of the school board. I will say this much, and I, and I do not want to sound like the politician, okay, okay. but any one of them will, will do very well. The fact that we're going to have a contest, potentially, we don't know that yet, right? A, a contested race is, is going to be, when was the last, I mean, that's going to be awesome. I wish we'd see more at the local level, right? But yeah, I, I'm excited about it. I'm excited well, about Well, city council, we know Lloyd's running again. Yeah, so I, Do we I, have any insight on yeah, Michael do, Payne? Uh, I do not have. Any I mean, I think time. it's safe to say now that Cena McGill is not going to run again. I mean, if she's quitting in the middle of the first term, she's not going to run for re-election. Yeah, I, that's safe to say, right? Yeah, for thirty-five. You'd years, say that's safe, right? Yeah, thirty-five yeah. years of doing this and talking to elected officials, I don't ask that question unless they volunteer it. Well, I, what do you think? Um, yeah, you know, Lloyd in your seat announced he was running for yeah, re-election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's no big surprise for me. Michael, yeah, you know, I can see him doing that. I can see him running again. I think the question is, is do we have 
I haven't really kept a close eye on it. You may have some insight on this. Anybody putting a hat in the ring for the missing seat? Do you, do you know anybody? I don't know anybody. Do you know anybody, Judith? Does Neil know You're talking anybody? about for city council. Yeah, to fill out the rest fill of the... Phil Cena McGill spot. Yeah, for the rest of the thing. I have not... I, I have, I've been busy doing multiple other things. I have not... <laughs> Ned Galloway. That. Ned Galloway says... when it, And this was in relation to my... Hey, Ned, go sell a freaking car, this, will I'd you? Lo- Leave me he's, alone. He's cracking me up today. He's <laughs> cracking me up today. I said, someone that's watching this program, the scuttlebutt has him running for uh, for the open seat in the House of Delegates that Dave Norris is running for, Bellamy Brown's Contested running for. Contested races matter. <laughs> Dave Brown's running for, Katrina Colson's running for, Deshaun yeah. Cooper's running for. Yeah. And Ned Galloway responds to that comment by saying, Neil is running? <laughs> Question mark, exclamation point. Uh, that, that, that would be a neat trick. I, that, I, I happen to know man. he doesn't live in, live in Albemarle, Albemarle County. Or, well, actually, he could. No, is, it, is he in the same district? Who? Is Green County in that, distri- in that district? No, think. no, no. That's no. Green County's not in that Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. 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 That yeah. would be a different seat. Yeah, so um, it looks, and what I love about, you know, being the executive producer of the show, I think I am anyway. Why do you do it in air quotes? Because because I think we've got people watching and listening telling me who's coming in. <laughs> I think they are. <laughs> <laughs> and they may be saying, and we're going to come on your show and you need to sit down and shut up. I, I, think, think, that's what, I think that's what he's doing. I think that's what he's doing. Right. Right. Uh, uh, but anyway, but the good news is I'm not smart enough to figure that out. So I asked this question on the I Love Siebel show Hey, yesterday. look at the time. Got to go. I asked, and, and we'll get to these other comments. I asked this question on the I Love Siebel show yesterday. Lloyd Snook is running for re-election on city council. Yeah. Lloyd Snook gets to pick who fills Cena McGill's open seat. Is Lloyd Snook... No, 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 Snook, no, 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 no. no. Uh, it's, is, it the, is that the way it's set up? Does he City Council does. No, the four guys. Yeah, yeah. The got four it. guys. Yeah, got it. Well, we want to make... Kingston, Juan Diego Way, Lloyd Snook, and Michael Payne. We want to make... Get to pick who is yeah. filling Cena McGill's I may have spot. got a lot of things wrong today. That I know. They okay. all have to vote They all on. have a pick. It's not one individual. Here's the question I have for you. Is Snook... He's one of four making this pick. The person he chooses could run against him in the general election. Is he picking potentially his competition? So it's all of them. Or should he sit this out? Yeah, but but it's all of them because there's no... uh, Snook, Payne, Pinkston, and Wade, the four guys, get to pick who fills Cena McGill's spot. Okay. Whoever they pick could choose to run in the general election in November and challenge Lloyd, who's running for re-election. Okay. Should he sit this out? Or should he make the pick? You're saying he should, should he excuse himself? Should, should he not vote for who's going to fill Cena McGill's spot? And your rationale is what? Because this person, whoever he picks, could run in the general election against yeah, but, him. But, but his, is it a conflict of interest? That's what I'm saying. Got it. Is it a conflict of interest? I, I, as far as I'm concerned, it's not. I may be wrong, but it's not a conflict. Just asking a question. It's yeah. not a, you know, he, that may be something... I mean, the only way he would it would be a conflict of interest if it's his wife or a family member or, or something or something that he has a direct connection to on it. I would think that he would have to recuse himself from that that vote. Again, I don't. This is such a rare thing, by the way, that happens. There's, there is president. There, you know, this has happened. Um, before it happened in Fulvana County. That's how. That's how. Um, I also uh, think Michael Payne's going to run again. Yeah, but for, I'm, for election. but I'm talking for about election. process at the moment, right? The the you know people put their hat in the ring, you know if there's some sort of I'm assuming 
uh, some sort of personal connection between Michael Payne and, and whoever, I would think he would have to recuse himself. But you know, somebody much smarter than me would have to. No, make, no, no. I, I, I make, think you're 100 right. Make, make My, I'm just curious if it's a conflict of interest that whoever they pick to fill well, Cena McGill's no. spot, that could, they could be their, their competition in November. Yeah, but that happens every election cycle, so they, why would it be no, a problem? No, that doesn't happen. Filling someone's spot who so, quits so midterm if, if, doesn't if, happen every election cycle. No, I understand that. But unless there's a direct conflict of interest of some way, some way that we don't know about, it's no different than if the next election cycle come in and, and, and McGill was still there. Right? That person could run. You know, I, I don't follow the train of thought, but... You know, I'm only on my second cup of coffee. Right? Um, Daniel Pettit, welcome to the program. Hey, Daniel, how are you? Um, the Democratic primary for House 24, rather than the general election, will be um, the coronation. Neil Williamson basically saying whoever wins the uh, Democratic Party race, uh, or excuse me, the primary um, for, for this delegate seat is going to win the uh, overall seat because the district leans so I would blue. I would 100% agree with I'm, that. I'm curious in, in, in that race I'm curious to see who who sits out as potentially an independent because I think Bellamy Brown Bellamy Brown for city council he ran as an independent is Bellamy Brown going to run for delegate as an independent I mean, he, and I'm, will Dave Norris run as an independent? Anybody can run as an independent. That's right. what I'm curious about. Because right. if you run as an independent, then you 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 don't have to get involved with the Democratic but primary. Neil, but I, I get it. But to Neil's point, it would be a really difficult achievement to actually win it, right? You could peel a few votes out, right? I mean, I... I love my fellow brother Marine to death, uh, but but I think running. I think the game is. So what's Bellman? You're saying Bellman's going to run as a Democrat? Well, I think the game is is exactly what Neil has said. The contested race is really the primary. Yeah. Right. No, we know that. And you know, if somebody chooses to run as an independent. Bellamy chose to run as independent for city council race 2019, yeah. and and so he'll be able to get his message out, the likelihood of him winning is, is just without the D in front of your name. Do you think he runs as an independent? I, I, I've not had a conversation with him, so I, I, I wouldn't want to speculate. What do you think about that, Judah? Uh, on him end of it, on it, um, I think it matters what he personally is trying to achieve, right? And if he's trying to I, I did the same in Fulvana County. Just well, I'm curious. I'm curious if Dave Norris will run as an independent. So I can speak from my personal experience. Okay. I ran in a, an extremely big, heavy R district in Fulvana County. Fulvana County. I ran as an independent. I mean, I made the, you know, and I know, I know Bell and me well enough to know he'll put a 110 percent Marine Corps effort into it, which is what I did. Um, but. My secondary goal was to get some things out in the public. And to me, that was worth the effort of running. Running, So I made that decision. The, the, the math was not in my favor. Um, and, but to me, uh, there was, I mean, we're, we're talking about it now. This was in 09, you know, housing and certain things that were very important to me. Um, I wanted to get on the table and force that conversation in a debate between myself and the person that was there for three decades. 
and force that individual to have a conversation publicly and you did. about it. You did. So that depends what Bellamy's trying to I don't know, but he's That's trying, fair. That's trying fair. to achieve. I would think I would think no and we both know Bellamy well. I would think that wouldn't um, surprise me if that was his path. I what getting something out there? Yeah, I think. I think Mr. Brown wants to win this race. That I, if you heard the first end of it, I went in. At, you know, we're two Marines, right? Okay. You know, you, you actually you can't think failure. You're always thinking forward on the end of it. But you do have a plan B, and you have a plan C, and you have a plan D on it. You know, because plan A always falls apart as soon as the first round goes down range. Uh, but. Uh, you know, I would not be surprised that if Plan A doesn't work, Plan B is to get certain things out on the table and force that discussion to be had. That wouldn't surprise me. I may have it wrong, but it wouldn't no, surprise no, me. No, no, no. I think that's a pretty good read. Um, that race is is proven to be pretty competitive. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited. Dude, I'm so excited. I mean, as I think it's great. I'm a political junkie. I I'm love about it. to say, as two junkies and yeah, geeks I love that it. get into this. Uh, I love it. I mean, I'm loving it. I guess we got topics to talk I about. I know. I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> Other than our hair. I mean, Katrina Colson is another interesting topic. She's an attorney for the city of Charlottesville, yeah. and she's running um, for a delegate seat that represents the city of Charlottesville. Yeah. I find that intriguing. I, I think, How do you work for the city of Charlottesville and then also represent the city of Charlottesville? Yeah, so you'll... you'll I'm very intrigued how she navigates pretty, that. We have a pretty large pool of potentials and announced at this point, right? Um, and they'll start... And the speculation is another gentleman that's a friend of this program is going to announce for this race as well. We'll let him make that announcement. Well, maybe, but we like maybe, him a lot as well. Maybe the time I make my announcement on my new national award and... He, uh, he the, should make that announcement on Real Talk with Keith Smith. Maybe we, maybe we can do that and, uh, and, and, and it would be my pleasure uh, to do that. It'd be fun to have him and, and um, Dave together, though. That'd be a fun conversation. Wow. On, uh, there we go. That'd be a fun conversation. I like it. I like it. Weekend plans, my friend? Uh, working, believe it or not. Okay. Uh, busy, busy weekend. We're, Good. We're, we're, you know, the numbers are proving it. We're, we're back to... You're always busy. Uh, you know... You're always busy. I got to be honest. Um, you know, the, pretty much from the beginning of December until now, we were kind of, we're doing a lot of planning. We've spent a lot of time with family. Yeah. And so forth and so on. And... Um, Enjoyed the time, man. Enjoyed the time with the family and all that stuff. But we are now, um, you know, our 50% is quite a bit, but we're back up to cranking at 100% and, and helping people. And, you know, as the numbers are proving, you know, it really, you really need to do your job well to help clients. A couple of years ago, it was a little easier. Turkeys could fly in a hurricane. If you throw them high enough. <laughs> I love you, Jonas. You know, if it's on the ground, it may love not work. Love so got to get them. Love gotta get Jonas there Smith. Yeah, um, Keith Smith, guys. It took her about three times to explain it to me, by the right. <laughs> Just to let you know. <laughs> she had to explain it to me, too. Yeah, but, but to me, it was more about me. Okay, sit down, <laughs> dummy. That was like today, right? So, Yona and I. Oh, yeah. I had a senior moment. Uh, Yona and I, we work out our schedules so that if we could take one car in, we do it, right? And today's a one-car day. And uh, so we got to the office at 7.30 because she it's going to be 8 o'clock. She had a first appointment at 8.30, so she dropped me off. I said, yeah, I'll walk to the show, yada, yada, yada. And I'm sitting there doing airhead stuff. And I look at my watch. I go, oh, cool. I got 15 minutes, plenty of time to drive over. Then I said, oh, I got to walk. <laughs> <laughs> and... I totally forgot I had to walk. It's at least t- you're close. Yeah, at least I'm admitting I'm I an mean, X Park to 4th Street. What's takes that? takes me 15 minutes. 15, yeah, that's but, close. 
Yeah. And it wasn't super hot today. It was a good, hot. pleasant walk for you, right? You know, it's a pleasant walk. It actually took me about. And you know, a lot of people. The the most difficult aspect is getting stopped. By that's people. exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. And you don't want to be rude. No, no, no. I got stopped a couple of times. Yeah. Mostly uh, by the cops, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you should hear some of the stories of who stops them. But that's for a different show. Uh, yeah, and some of it we probably can't talk some about. Some of that, no, 100% not. Little ears. Little yeah, we ears. got little ears. Some of, some of it. Uh, Downtown Charlottesville for you. Yeah, yeah, some of it is. is Downtown Charlottesville for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keith Smith, guys, Yes Realty Partners, all-around great guy, high-character guy, the star of Real Talk with Keith Smith. I very much encourage you to go to realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. The website's becoming more dynamic and it was already pretty darn good on the menu bar there's a tab called market reports where keith has published data from Albemarle county charlottesville city and fluvanna county along with the entire charlottesville area association of realtors footprint and this data is digestible and easy to understand so media that watches this show tv stations newspapers radio stations use that tab and Keith Smith as a resource for your interviews. Well, all that stuff comes from CAR. Yeah. Comes from the, the, our local MLS. But you so, get it out fast. Uh, well, I, I, I just laser focus on a couple of high-level things and, and kind of try like to do it. it. We're doing, I'm working on Green, Nelson, and Louisa, and then I'm going to jump across the hill and do in um, Augusta and Stan, uh, Staunton, Stanton. 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 To uh, do that. Norfolk. Norfolk. Norfolk? Rio, Rio. Yeah. <laughs> Why do we do that to us? Uh, it doesn't matter to me. I just make up stuff anyway. So. I speak key. Uh, viewers and listeners, have a good day, well. day guys. Have Judah a good does as well. Um, I love Seville Show, guys, in 54 minutes. Thank you for joining us on Real Talk with Kim Smith. So long. I'm trying to see if I got some texts from people. Stanton, Staunton. Staunton. Yeah, nobody's yelling at me. The uh, equalized...